Hello everyone, it's Dr. Sam. I'd like to welcome you to my iClarity podcast. This is a show that offers cutting edge information on how to improve your vision and overall wellness through holistic methods. I so appreciate you spending part of your day with me. If you have questions, you can send them to hello at drsamburn.com. Now to the latest iClarity episode. Hey everyone, it's Dr. Sam and I'm here in Kauai. We are live. I'm doing a book signing here for a little bit and had some great folks coming by. And uh, so I've been getting a lot of questions and part of my trip has been teaching, consulting, and a little bit of fun. But uh, I thought I would take a few questions while I had a minute. So I received a question from Lisa and she's got a condition called macular degeneration. And in this uh, scenario, she wants to know what can she do to help her macula see better. So she's got the dry kind. So of course, it always comes down to a couple of things. Very simple. First of all, the ingredients lutein and zeaxanthin, those are such important carotenoids that they feed the macula. And so if you've got any kind of macula issues, you want to make sure you're getting lutein, zeaxanthin, and the third one, which is a marine carotenoid, astaxanthin. And you can get those through foods. Think about the colorful vegetables, the red, the green, the yellow, the orange. Those plant pigments contain the necessary ingredients that feed the macula. And of course, astaxanthin is the marine carotenoid where you get that through wild-caught salmon or shrimp or things like that. But you can also get it through a microalgae supplement also. I would also protect yourself from the damaging blue light, especially after 6 p.m. So wearing blue blockers is another proactive practice that will help protect your maculas. And the third aspect that I would consider in, especially in the dry form, is making sure you're getting enough vitamin A and the trace mineral zinc helps in the absorption of vitamin A. And those fat-soluble vitamins like vitamin A, lutein, and zeaxanthin, we know in Chinese medicine and acupuncture, the liver rules the eyes. So if you're having difficulty with liver function, either getting some acupuncture or you can also supplement by supporting your gallbladder and pancreatic enzymes, uh, that'll help you absorb your fat-soluble uh, vitamins better. I would cut down on your sugars and make sure you're eating only natural, natural foods, not processed. And of course, the last thing, which is hot, hot, hot right now, is my red exercise glasses. And I've done a ton of posts on the research on red light and how it affects the mitochondria, both in the macula and in the retina. So treating yourself with red light every morning is very, very important. So 
as we move along here, let me see about taking another question. This is from Robert. <clears throat> he's got myopia and he's thinking about LASIK surgery. So I just did a podcast, pros and cons of LASIK surgery. And so I would point you to couple of my blogs that I've done and podcasts on the pros and cons of LASIK surgery. Remember, when you have a prescription in your eye, there is the eye prescription and there's also the mind, body, brain prescription. I know that may be foreign for a lot of people, but we want to blame faulty vision on our eyeballs, but it's not our eyes. It's really the programming behind our eyes that causes myopia and when we start wearing a lens prescription it reinforces the programming we're doing so when you fast forward and you have a very strong nearsighted prescription if you just change the the prescription and the eyeball but you don't change the pro programming what tends to happen is the eye prescription tends to come back and so uh, I would say Doing the physical vision therapy is much better than doing the LASIK surgery. If you're going to go down that route, I would definitely do my nearsighted physical therapy exercises after the surgery. And I feel that uh, that way you can integrate the mind-brain prescription with the, with the LASIK effects. You also may be more susceptible to dryness, so making sure you're using natural eye drops is really, really important. And so that's that's my hot take on LASIK surgery. I would definitely enter it carefully and make sure if you're gonna do the LASIK surgery, correct both eyes for distance. Don't do monovision. All right, we have the Balanced edu Educator online. Um, Felicia, she's saying, I was in your vision retreat. My floaters are still going. I'm seeing so well. Still gone, I mean. So your floaters have reduced. That is such great news. Okay. Hi. Hi. Well, come on over. What's your name? My name's uh, Ren. Okay, Ren. So yes. what's going on? What's your name? Sam. Dr. Sam Bird. I'm the author. It. Very cool. Uh, what can I do for you? What's your oh, interest? Oh, I was just curious on what your book is about. So basically, you know, when you go to a regular eye doctor, he or she might say, oh, your eyes are getting worse because of age or genetics. And what I do is I teach people physical exercises that help them reverse their vision problems. Okay. So you can be proactive. Yeah. Also foods you can eat that can strengthen your eyes. Is carrots a myth? Well, carrots is one thing. You know, if you eat too many <laughs> carrots, it's got a high glucose okay. effect. So I would probably add things like kale, mm -hmm. spinach. Uh, think of the like the red, orange, yellow vegetables. Then you can add your carrots. Okay. And of course the time of year. And where are you from? Here? California. Oh, California. So you know in the winter time you're eating more root vegetables like beets and yeah. you know sweet potatoes. But in California you got great berries, so that's oh, yeah. uh, that's always yeah. good for your so, do you have any eye issues going on? Oh, my eyes are absolutely terrible. They are? Yeah, well, what's going on? Uh, I just have uh, whichever the one is where you can see up close but not far away. See up close, so you're nearsighted? Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. Right. And Good. by up close, I mean like 
two inches away. Two and every, inches away. Everything else oh, wow. is, is nothing. Well, I have a whole yeah. chapter on nearsightedness and how to improve your vision through exercises. I was very nearsighted as a child, mm -hmm. and uh, through the exercises, I was able to completely dissolve my prescription. Wow. So I see 2020. I even got gray hair, but I still see 2020 up close wow. and far away. So I experienced a healing in it. And, you know, it starts with take part of a day and go without your lenses and notice what com comes up for you mentally and emotionally. That would be that would be profound. Yes. Oh well, but once you get through that yeah. terror, you would well, have much more freedom. I just mean like I wouldn't be able to drive. Or well, we would do it in a spaces. safe environment, <laughs> yeah. so you do it in a, in a place where you need to feel safe, yeah. where there's no demand on you. Yeah. And yeah, just yeah. explore what starts to percolate, because those are probably the things that came up for you when you got your first prescription. Oh, I've had, I've had contacts uh -huh. since the third grade. Sure, sure. Yeah. And so, you know, it could have been stress, it could have been you didn't understand what was going on in school. Could have been so like, yeah. It's a lot of things. So when yeah. you get the lens, it reinforces what the problem is. It's only treating a symptom. So the idea is, another thing you could do is, I don't know whether your eye doctor would go for this, but ask him or her for a reduced prescription. Okay. And start wearing that indoors. Force. Well, yeah. no forcing, but it would, it would give you an awareness that you can actually relax okay. and see clearly. So whatever your prescription is, ask them for like a 20% reduction. And then based on that reduction, then you start wearing it and within a month or two, you might actually be able to drive in it. But the thing is, is that prescription is going to feel more relaxing on your nervous system and the muscles around your eyes. So it's... Um, it's a pretty cool process if you're open, open to it. So, yeah. yeah. Do you have a card or a info card. sheet? Just go to drsamburn.com. I'm all over social media. Okay, I can and, remember that. Uh, you know, I've done tons of videos. Yeah. Can, they're free, so you can learn about me. Very cool. And, um, yeah, but go to drsamburn.com, awesome. and that will open the door for you to to maybe learn more. Very cool. Do you, um, how did you get here? How did I get here? Yeah. Well, uh, I've been coming to Kauai since the early 90s. Mm -hmm. I've done a lot of workshops here. I'm actually licensed to practice in Kauai. Okay. Uh, but I live in New Mexico, so I'm gotcha. visiting friends and I know the owner here. It's kind of a neat town. Very cool. And, yeah, it's yeah. a cute little Yeah, little and there's an art festival going on here, get some food. Yeah. And so it's a, I thought this would be a good place to meet people. That is very cool. I actually work at a, a small independent bookstore. Oh. Um, and so I yeah, was just very nice. curious. And I love it when we, when we do little yeah, authors. Yeah, get, get a lot of interesting people coming through authors. Oh, yes. Yeah, so <laughs> so many everybody's writing so many interesting books these <laughs> yeah. days. It's fun. It is so fun. Well, anyway, thank you for your you're, time you're and the welcome. information. Yeah, well, um, enjoy your time here. Thank you. Yeah. Go on my website. And, I will. And uh, <laughs> if you have any questions, you can email me. Perfect. I'll be happy to answer them. Thank for you. you. It was great to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, anyways, we're back here, and uh, I wanted to go back to Felicia because I really, Felicia, I didn't really get to address you. Yes, you were on my vision retreat, and you were able to reverse your floaters. This is a great testimonial because 
people get floaters and uh, it's uh, the death sentence. We get so frustrated with floaters in our eyes. Oh, these specks and flecks and dots. And uh, the one thing you want to be careful about is if you get flashing lights, uh, you know, it could be something like a posterior vitreous detachment or even a retinal detachment, which is very serious. But floaters, actually, you can shift them through. Do you know that there's research now that eating a pineapple, eating some pineapple, or here in Hawaii, you could do that, has been shown to reverse certain types of floaters. And of course, my MSM eye drops uh, also are great for vitreous health. And uh, yeah, so you can uh, improve your vitreous health and reduce floaters using my methods. So it's, uh, it's all part of the, the process. You can, you know, look at some of my uh, videos on TikTok and here on Instagram. And uh, I talk a lot about reversing eye floaters. So the, the key thing is you don't have to live out your doctor's diagnosis. All right, let's take another question. Uh, somebody is asking about pinhole glasses. How do they work and what do you use them for? So pinhole glasses are great if you're farsighted and you don't want to wear magnification glasses. Wear your pinhole glasses and these actually can help you uh, see without the magnification. So it's a great tool to wean yourself off the magnification because when you wear magnification glasses, it's going to make your eyes worse. And you're going to get more and more dependent on the magnification and that's why people go from needing reading glasses to bifocals to trifocals and so on. So the pinhole glasses work incredibly well for uh, being able to read without the magnifiers and actually strengthens your eyes. So that's, uh, that's a great tool if you want to go in that direction. They don't work quite as well for nearsighted people or astigmatism, but they're great for the farsighted community. All right, let's take another question. This is, let's see, this is from Ray. And uh, hey, Ray. And he's writing in from um, New York. And he has a condition called cataracts. And he doesn't want to do the surgery. He says there are early stage cataracts in both eyes. What can he do? So lens health. It's very important that you up your glutathione levels, your vitamin C levels, reduce or eliminate sugar from your diet. Those are three essential practices if you wanna have a chance to reverse cataracts. You have a better chance in the early stages, but the, the key thing is that, you know, foods that uh, are carbohydrate-based and uh, have a lot of sugar in them, the glucose molecule attaches itself to the uh, to the molecule of the lens, the protein of the lens, and this is called glycation. And this uh, is the start of cataracts. Also, if you have low levels of glutathione, there's more free radicals that build up. Glutathione is the master antioxidant in the body, and so it's it's an important. It's an important ingredient that has been shown to, when you have it at moderate to high levels, you're gonna have a healthier lens. Where do you get glutathione? Well, think about your cruciferous vegetables, sulfur-based foods, 
Things like selenium help you in the absorption of glutathione. It's also related to your liver health. And of course, vitamin C. Even getting 1,000 to 1,500 milligrams a day of vitamin C can be beneficial in reducing your risk of cataracts. So that's a good start. And uh, uh, I have, again, done a lot of videos on cataracts and how to improve your lens health. So check them out. So somebody's asking about pinhole glasses, not great for nearsightedness. The, the key with nearsightedness is you already are over-focusing to begin with, and the pinhole glasses are asking you to be more focal, focal through the hole, focus through the holes. So you want to um, do other things like wear an opposite lens prescription, like a plus lens, and we call that plus lens to blur. That would be better for you if you're nearsighted. The pinhole glasses, again, work for farsightedness because it's teaching you to focus again and come into a focal position. When you wear a plus lens, it makes your focusing way too diffused. And when it's diffused, that's when you start needing that magnification, which creates an artificially larger perception. That's what a plus lens does. And so you get used to the, the lens doing all the work and you stop working and that's when you go down that slippery slope. All right, how do you reduce blue and topic phenomenon? Well, you know, that's a very interesting question. I would definitely take a look at your nutrition and diet and how that works. Hi. And, um, you know, when you do, um, when you clean up your diet and you eat a lot of antioxidants, that feeds your retina, so that could be really, really helpful. Hi there. Hi. How are you? And my book's about vision, how to improve your vision. So you can use eye exercises, nutrition. Yeah. So if you have any questions, I'm here. Thank you. You're welcome. Anyways, back to uh, the see we were we were talking about the entopic phenomenon some other things that you can do which i think are really helpful is natural eye drops sometimes if you hydrate and lubricate your eyes better that can be another reason why you might develop this entopic phenomenon i mean it is a benign condi condition the other aspect i would say about entopic phenomenon is how much screen time you're doing because I gotta tell you, when you do screen time, especially after 6 p.m. and you're not wearing some kind of blue protect lens, um, that blue chaotic frequency really goes into the eyes deeply. And this can create um, all kinds of things like dryness and uh, you know other symptoms. So uh, I would be careful about you know, your nighttime use of screen time and make sure that you're getting enough um, breaks and stop using your screens at least one hour before you go to bed. I know that's kind of hard to do, but blue light at night tricks the pineal gland and so you're suppressing melatonin and this can affect your sleep cycle. All right, I'm gonna take a question. This is from Julie from Florida and she's asking me about the importance of fats and oils in your diet as it relates to your eye health. 
So Julie, uh, it's very important that you get your omega-3s. This can help hydrate your eyes. One of the, the treatment modalities for dry eye syndrome is upping your omega-3s. Another interesting statistic is the retina is made up of about 50% fatty acids. So a lot of retina problems can start to occur if you're not getting the healthy fats and oils. Hi, Ed. Everything's going well. And so um, the omega-3s are preventative. They're also very important for brain health, especially the DHA part of the omega-3. That's a very, very important for eye health. And so as a proactivity uh, practice, I would highly recommend both getting your omega-3s, because we don't produce them in our body, from you know wild-caught salmon. Very, You have to be very careful about the seafood you're eating. And also you can uh, also uh, get it through a, a very good supplement. Uh, we sell a good one, uh, but you're looking for a company that does a lot of third-party testing because we want to make sure there's no heavy metal toxicity. But omega-3s also, last thing I'll say, very good for optic nerve health. People that suffer glaucoma and optic nerve disease, uh, it can, um, uh, omega-3 can be very helpful for replenishing your optic nerve. Hi, how are you? Okay, let's take another question. This is from, let's see. Gentleman, he's writing in, I'm 48 years old and have lazy eye, left eye, vision is hazy. And the right, only see through the right eye. Doctors say nothing can be done, lots of floaters. Well, we had somebody on who took my vision retreat who was able to reduce the floaters. So, you know, again, vitreous health, think MSM, think bromelain, which is in the in the pineapples, think lymph health. So lymphatic uh, stimulation can reduce floaters. So there are definitely some things there you can do. And in terms of lazy eye, I have actually a 90-day eye clarity program on my website for lazy eye. If you start doing the daily exercises, it will start to clear up the haziness because really it's just a reconnection of that eye to the brain and getting that eye to connect with the other eye. And, you know, the old school would say after age seven, you can't improve lazy eye. But at this point, I've helped thousands of people with lazy eye who are adults. Also, the research done by neuroscientists has shown that there is a plasticity even as an adult in your eye-brain connection. So that if you start doing some visual stimulation, eye exercises, color therapy, you can actually improve the visual acuity in that eye and learn to use it with the other eye. So don't give up, keep following me. You can definitely improve. All right, let's take a question from Stacy. She's writing in from Pittsburgh. It's my hometown where I was born. And uh, she's asking about essential oils because she knows I do a lot of podcasts and posts on essential oils. I am an aromatherapist. And her question is, she wants to know what is the best essential oil for vision? Well, it's an interesting answer because it's simple. It's frankincense. Frankincense 
is uh, a very potent essential oil. Obviously, it's very ancient and it helps uh, absorb through the blood-brain barrier. And uh, so in that blood-brain barrier, when you massage it into your scalp, it actually comes into the brain. And so it's gonna oxygenate and hydrate. You only need one or two drops. It's also part of my eye protocol where I put frankincense around this part of the face and it'll actually expand your peripheral vision. So it's, uh, it's really great for opening up periphery and improving the eye circulation. Okay, things are, things are visiting. Yes. So that would be my one that I would suggest. You can always use a carrier oil. You can do a test patch. I like to do it kind of on my wrist here. Make sure it doesn't burn. You can always use jojoba oil or coconut oil if you start getting a little burning on it. Uh, use a very high quality essential oil. So I like to use an essential oil that comes from a, from a company that say is more a boutique company. They test their oils and they work with the farmers who uh, harvest organic essential oils, but you can get those and that could be really, really good. Hi. Okay, good, how are you? Excellent. So let's take another question. Let's see, this is from This is from Teresa. She's writing in from Colorado and she wants to know about how to reduce astigmatism. I get this question at least five times a week. And so astigmatism means the eye is shaped more like an egg instead of being spherical or round. And it also can relate to a twist in the body. I know that might sound a little far-fetched, but whatever prescription is the eye in the eye can show up posturally in the body. And when we do a, uh, an eye exam, like I do an eye exam, and I measure astigmatism, I'm asking people, is there a twist or a, a turn in the body? And so before I prescribe it, I wanna know what's going on in the body, if there've been any traumas or injuries or things like that. So the thing is, is that with astigmatism, doing craniosacral therapy, doing vision exercises, if you are wearing astigmatism correction, you can reduce it. And you could ask your eye doctor either for a non-astigmatism correction or um, a reduced astigmatism. And in getting those, what happens is your twist and the warping that's in the eye starts to go away. And then if you get body work along with that, then uh, you're not gonna be putting that strong astigmatism back on the eye, which is gonna negate or neutralize the body work that you're doing. And so you start unwinding the astigmatism in the eyes and in the body, and you work together with your eye doctor and body worker, you can get away from the astigmatism. So when you wear an astigmatism, it's warping the world. You're basically living in some kind of a fishbowl, but you don't know it. And when you wear the astigmatism correction, it's just reinforcing the curve. So you can definitely improve astigmatism. It's uh, 
it's definitely doable and uh you know you can look on my again look on my content i've done a lot of videos on how to reverse astigmatism so great question thank you so much all right let's take another question this is from barry hey barry how you doing barry lives in maryland and he's got a question about glaucoma so he's been diagnosed with open angle glaucoma, he takes two sets of eye drops and his eye pressures have stabilized, but now his doctor is talking about wanting to do a vitrectomy and he doesn't want to do that. So what can he do to neutralize the glaucoma? So, well, the number one thing in glaucoma is protecting your optic nerve. And the way you do that is by upping your omega-3, adding a little bit of ginkgo, bilberry, taurine, astaxanthin, lutein, zeaxanthin, all of those eye nutrients feed the optic nerve. I would also do some craniosacral therapy because you're improving the, the, the circulation in the cerebrospinal fluid. And so that would be another technique. Also acupuncture could be very helpful, lymphatic stimulation. There's actually a study that came out that if you jump on a rebounder 10 minutes a day, it can actually uh, it can actually bring down your eye pressure. Uh, so there are many things that you can do and you need to work uh, with your regular eye doctor. You don't wanna just stop using the eye drops, but if you start doing these proactive things like upping these nutrients getting some acupuncture and cranial work. And also, um, I would say, you know, uh, increasing your lymphatic health, you have a good chance to neutralize the glaucoma because it's a scary disease. And it's, uh, it's a, called a silent thief because you don't know you have glaucoma because you start losing your peripheral vision. And some people with glaucoma have eye, some high eye pressure. Some of them actually can have normal eye pressure and they, um, you know, they still have the, the damage uh, because it's a vascular disease. And so how can you improve your retina circulation? That's really the question that you sit with. And if you can improve your retina circulation, improve your vascular health, then you've neutralized the negative effects of the, uh, the, eye pressure. So Barry, I wish you the best of luck. Thank you for the question. All right, let's continue on. Um, I'm going to take a question from Marie. This is looks like another question on pressure. So my question is pressure in one eye that they want to keep an eye on. Okay, thank you. No pun intended. So far, they just want to watch it. What can I do to make it better? Well, as I said with Barry, I would get some craniosacral, I would get some acupuncture. You know, another thing I haven't talked about with glaucoma is getting tested for things like heavy metal toxicity and mold. Uh, heavy metals, um, I have seen over the years, can actually give you a false positive reading because it affects the vasculature in not only the, the eye and the retina, but also throughout the entire body. And this also can affect your inflammatory 
levels. So one of the blood markers I use is, is homocysteine. So when the homocysteine level is high, this will signal that there's going to be an eye problem. So inflammation is a big issue with eyes and with glaucoma specifically. And then the last thing I would say that I didn't talk about before with glaucoma is the red light. And when you look at a red light, 670 nanometers, basically what you're doing is you're stimulating the mitochondria in the retina. And the mitochondria has one of the highest concentrations in the entire body. And so what the red does is it actually, hi, the red actually stimulates the mitochondria, which reduces oxidative stress and reduces inflammation. Usually at about age 40, we start uh, digressing in our mitochondria health. And this is where the reactive oxygen species starts to, to grow, and this creates oxidative stress and um, leads to many of the eye problems that we see, whether it's glaucoma, cataracts, macular degeneration, uh, and many other conditions. So I would look into the red light. I actually sell the red exercise glasses, and you use them in the morning, three to four uh, minutes a day. And uh, the research has shown that you can actually improve your visual acuity by 22%. This is what the study showed. You can look up Dr. Glenn Jeffries, Jeffries Lab, University College of London, and uh, their study is pretty bulletproof. Uh, if you look at it, you go, wow, there's something to this red light and eye health. So Marie, I wish you the very best. Thank you so much for the question. All right, Cynthia is asking a question. Best place to start to get your eyes teaming together for improving nearsightedness, especially letters, street signs. So one of the concepts, uh, Cynthia, is that the stronger the nearsighted prescription that you wear, the more it splits your eyes because it's tunneling your eyes. So I would start with either wearing a reduced prescription, I would balance both eyes so they're the same prescription. You know, I learned this from my mentors where when you prescribe symmetrical lenses, it encourages the eyes and the brain to move into a direction of more integration. When you separate the eyes and you wear a different lens prescription between the right eye and left eye, that's also gonna split your eyes. So symmetry and reduce. The other thing that you can do with getting your eyes to team together is use my plus lens to blur. So the more you maximize your peripheral vision, the more chance you're gonna have for both eyes to inter, interact with each other and they're gonna to come together better when you bring in more periphery. So you're less focal and you're more peripheral. And by stimulating your inner ear, your vestibular system, you actually open up your periphery. So vestibular stimulation is another way to access better eye teaming. One of the best ways that I like to work with people is to have them be more aware of their body while they're doing their vision exercises. And you mentioned an exercise called the Brock String. I don't think everybody knows that. This was designed by Fred Brock, who was a optometrist who practiced in New York. And you basically, you get a string with three beads on it, 
and you separate them equidistantly and you start focusing both of your eyes on each bead. And you want to get two strings focusing on the bead you're attending to and you want to watch to see if one of the strings fades out. That's called visual suppression. It tends to happen in most people. And so when you see that suppression, this is when you feel your body more, you relax into it, wear a reduced prescription or no prescription, and uh, you start re-educating your brain to tell your two eyes to aim together. And so accessing neuroplasticity, you can actually improve your visual coordination by doing this broad string. Hi there. Hello. How are I'm you? Good. Hi. Good to see you tonight. That's a great shirt. Thank you so much. Where did you find that? I found it in Boulder, Colorado. No way. Yes. I was going to say, that's an amazing Aloha shirt. Yeah, isn't it Aloha? <laughs> that's why I bought it, because I knew I was coming. Yeah, thank you very much. Perfect. That's why I wore it. I, I'm going to tell my wife that, because she picked perfect it out for me. Hawaii. It is really perfect for Hawaii. I, I feel very... Like okay. Well, I have like 500 Aloha shirts well, already I love your anyway. shirt. Yeah, I mean, I love yeah. your... I should open my own Aloha shirt you shop. Could, you should. <laughs> right next door. <laughs> anyway, okay. So back to the Brock string. Um, I think that for you getting the reduced prescription and also doing my plus lens to blur and tracking your, uh, your visual suppression, this would be a way for you to start improving your visual coordination. And you can do it. Uh, so thanks for bringing that to the group tonight. I think um, the Brock string, I've done a lot of videos on it. You can, you can Google Brock string and it's a great way to coordinate your eyes. All right, let's take a few more questions. This is uh, from uh, Laurie. Laurie's writing in from Socorro, New Mexico. Wow, okay. Great to have you in. Uh, I just live up the road from you in Santa Fe. So your question is about, you are getting flashing lights and, hi. There you go. You're getting flashing lights and, you, hi. Hello. Um, you, you went to your ophthalmologist and he basically said, if you have any questions, come and see me. Okay, thank you. Um, and he did a retinal exam on you and he couldn't find any retinal detachment, but you're still getting the flashes. What can you do? Well, this is a very interesting question. Um, I would say, and you are nearsighted. So what happens when you're nearsighted, the first thing to check out is you want to make sure that the prescription you're using for your computer and reading is less than what you're using for distance. Because if you're using your distance correction for your computer, it's gonna to be too tight on your eyes and it's gonna create visual stress. So we wanna create more relaxation here. So reduced nearsighted prescription is a must. Number two, I would do my exercise called the end palm hum. It's a relaxation exercise. You can find it uh, on my website. And I would do that, that palm hum at least five times a day, just maybe a minute or two. And that will open up the circulation and reduce the stress in your eyes. 
Number three, and this may sound a little weird, but you know, because we're on digital devices and we're exposed to all kinds of wireless and everything, um, we absorb a lot of electricity. And we absorb a lot of electricity through our eyes. And I'm a firm believer in something called grounding, earthing. So going for a walk barefoot, if you can do that, would be very helpful. Now you can also get like a grounding, earthing mat, but you may have too much electricity that you've absorbed in the eyes from all the exposure to EMFs and all the things like that. So that would be the next thing that I would consider. And then the last thing I would consider is hydrate your eyes more. I suggest using my 5% MSM eye drops and also my castor oil eye drops in the evening. Uh, I just got another question about castor oil, so I'll talk about that. So by hydrating your eyes more, uh, that's another way for you to reduce the, um, the, the flashing lights, especially if your retinas are intact. So thank you so much for the question. All right, let's go to Ginny. She's writing from, where are you writing from? Okay, you're writing from Santa Barbara. Great, thank you so much for tuning in. So what is your question? You're asking about uh, castor oil. And castor oil for the eyes. You've never heard of that before, but you've seen some of my videos. Well, castor oil is a wonderful modality that can help moisturize your eyes. In fact, I reported on a study that was done in ophthalmology. It was published in one of the ophthalmology journals. And they studied people who had a condition called meibomian gland dysfunction. This is where the eyelids have a lot of inflammation and the meibomian glands produce the oily, oily part of the tears. And when we don't produce enough of the oily part of the tears, our tears evaporate very quickly and we suffer dry eye syndrome. So in this study, instead of using drugs and steroids and you know, other things that are more conventional, the ophthalmologists actually used castor oil eye drops and they found that there was a significant reduction in the meibomian gland dysfunction uh, by using the castor oil. And I had known this over the years, but it was great to see it in the literature. So I created an organic castor oil eye drop and you can actually massage it on the outside part of the eyelids. I like to do that before bedtime. And um, the, the thing is, is that when you do it, you just need a little bit. If you do get it in the eyes, it's just gonna be a little blurry and sticky. But if you do that on a nightly basis, it will uh, hydrate your eyes more and people love it. They just love the effects of castor oil on, uh, on the eyes as, a, as an agent that's hydrating. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing well. Thank enjoying you. it? You enjoying the good? We are, we are Excellent. enjoying. Excellent. We're surviving. Cool. Well, maybe you'll thrive. Maybe. Survive to thrive. That's right, that's okay. right. That's a good one. Well, enjoy. So, castor oil is, is one of my go-tos. Now, somebody's asking a question streetwise about glaucoma, and uh, can you restore your vision? 
Well, as long as the cells Hi. aren't dead. Hi. As long as the cells aren't dead, you can you have a chance to restore your vision. I would point you to my red light therapy. I've done a couple of blogs on red light and mitochondria. I would look at those because in those studies they actually found that you can regenerate the red. Hi everybody. Having a good time tonight? Yeah, good for you. Yeah, it is. I don't know if we're gonna get to see the sunset, but yeah, it's a little cloudy out there right now, but we're certainly- Oh yeah, you couldn't see it. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna take a few more. Thank you, nice yeah, to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet you. I'm going to take a few more questions here, and uh, got some people lining up to talk to me. So I, I, uh, I want to give my Instagram community uh, kudos for joining me tonight. Right now, it's about 6:15 p.m. and uh, Hawaii time. So I know it's late on the East Coast, but in Europe, it's probably even the next day. So, okay. Uh, all right, I'm gonna take one more question. Hi, how are you guys? Hey. Nice to see you. Good to see you. Yes. Oh, look at that, Disney. This is uh, a So, um, this, let's take uh, one more question. This is from uh, Larry, who's writing in from Boston. Whoa, it's late out there. So, Larry, uh, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, Larry. Let's, uh, you want me to talk about macular pucker. You have been just diagnosed with a macular pucker and you're kind of upset about it. So let's talk about it. So the macula is where the most concentrated part of the cones are. And so when you have a macular pucker, it's usually associated with some type of inflammation. It also can be associated with uh, a poor connection between the vitreous gel and the macula. So number one, I would definitely up your lutein, zeaxanthin and astaxanthin. Those carotenoids feed the macula. I would get about 16 milligrams of lutein, about four to six milligrams of zeaxanthin, and about four to six milligrams of astaxanthin every day. Uh, protect your eyes from the damaging blue light. You tell me you're on screens. Hello there. Hi. Nice to see you. And I would also consider my red light therapy. I think that'd be really good uh, for uh, restoring your macula. Consider getting some acupuncture. That might be helpful as well. And you're also writing me that you're on progressive lenses. Okay, I'll look for your I'll look for your store. And get out of those progressive lenses because they're putting a lot of pressure on your maculas. Get a single vision lens for screen time and a single vision lens for reading. I think that could be very helpful to you. So um, I've done a lot of videos on macular pucker. It's also called epiretinal membrane disorder. I would not do any surgery on it. And see if you can add these particular nutrients to your macula and it should help you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I know the hour is getting late for you. I've got some people I've got to sign some books for. And so thanks for joining me tonight, being part of my book signing here in, in Kauai. We send you a lot of aloha. And uh, until next time, everyone, take care.
Thank you for listening. I hope you learned something from the iClarity podcast show today. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Spotify and leave a review. See you here next time.